be. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. DJ Glasser, Mark Drumheller, wrapping up Hour 3 of You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM here on this Tuesday, filling in for Nick and Ken. A reminder, this is our last stadium here on uh, Stadium, so make sure you go to WatchStadium.com. We are with you until 6 o'clock Eastern time, and then for the remaining hour of the show, and also now we'll be on Sirius Channel 160, Sirius XM 205, Twitch.tv slash BetQL and YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports. Great conversation with our guy Noops talking some NBA as we're getting ready to head towards the NBA All-Star Game and uh, three-point contest slam dunk. There's some stuff already out there on BetMGM. Mark and I, I'm sure, will dive into that later on in the week. But we have a couple more games until we hit the All-Star break. And uh, right now, when we look at the futures market, Again, we'll start with MVP, Mark, because your guy Embiid looked like there was a great chance he was going to go back-to-back. The only thing that was going to prevent him from that was a long-term injury, and then, of course, he suffers an injury, and now he's no longer in the running. Jokic is the heavy favorite. So right now, Mark, especially with the new rules and guys having to play 65 games, this award is really going to come down to who stays the healthiest. Jokic has been Mm -hmm. a guy throughout his career that obviously has been able to put up incredible numbers, but also has just been able to stay healthy. So do you see anybody else winning this award? Is there any other guy that you would place some money on if you're looking at the MVP market? I, I think it's a fun market right now. You know, like Embiid obviously had to duck out, but I think that opens some things up. You know, like, like you're seeing SGA really kind of, you know, hop up there now. He's plus 260. He's going to continue to steadily increase. But, you know, the biggest story in the NBA, I feel like, is the Los Angeles Clippers, right? So when you realize that, and hey, this is the team that could finally get over the hump, they could win the West. Um, are they going to have the MVP? You know, you look at Kawhi at 30 to 1. Like, you know, is he a guy that, you know, makes sense at that kind of number? You know, it's, they're really the, that's really the player that I'm looking at, you know, and when I look at this market where I want to get some good value. Um, I, I really want to find a way to, to, to get on board with Jason Tatum. Like, I feel like conflicted in the sense that Boston is clearly the best roster in the league. And they're probably going to look like the most dominant regular season team, you know, when it's all said and done. But how are they going to be represented in the awards market? Like, you would think that they'd be represented in some way, like, you know, but it's it just feels like it's not going to be Jason Tatum, just because it's always like a two-headed monster there with him and Jalen Brown. But I, I think, you know, if the Clippers continue on the path they are, this number for Leonard is just going to get shorter and shorter. If he's able to stay healthy, um, I don't see why he can't challenge and make this, you know, uh, insert himself into this race as we get closer. Yeah, I, that was the guy that kind of jumped out to me, right? Is like, who who has some nice, juicy odds? And, I mean, you hit on it. Mm-hmm. Kawhi with the Clippers at 30-1 to 1 just because of the season that they're having. Um, can you trust Kawhi, though, to play that many games? And then Brunson, to me, is the guy that jumps out at 50 to one just because of the season that the Knicks are having and because of how vital Mm -hmm. he is to their success. It's funny. I was doing the show with Ken when Embiid was rolled out against the trailblazers. It was early on in the show and we stopped what Mm -hmm. we were talking about 
And Ken immediately dove into the MVP conversation and said that if you had any Embiid futures, you got to get out of it immediately mm-hmm. in the MVP market because he could kind of see what was coming. And then we started talking about if Embiid is out of this race, who are the guys that would kind of take his place? And immediately the guy that stood out to me was Giannis, who was 10 to 1 at the time. Then throughout the day, right. he dropped to plus 800, plus 750. And now he's at plus 650. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is, though, Mark, when I look at the Bucks, is there just a team right now, especially that they just kind of strike me as a team that they just care about the postseason, right? Like, that's that's why they got mm-hmm. Dame. That's why they got Doc Rivers in their head, right? Was a guy that could help them win a championship. <laughs> like, that's, that's ironic. Even though, <laughs> yeah, even though most people would think that's the reason you wouldn't get Doc Rivers, but that's the reason Milwaukee went out and got him. <laughs> But Giannis was the guy that I went to. But, you know, now the more that I think about it, Milwaukee, clearly their singular focus is just about winning the title. Giannis has obviously won MVP before. Like, I don't really think that's a top priority to him. Whereas a guy like SGA, you're on a young, up-and-coming OKC team. You're Mm -hmm. having a great season. Like, he certainly is going to be a guy that's going to push Jokic for that award. Do you think it's correlated at all of, like, if OKC is able to win that division where they're going head to head with Denver, that maybe he wins the MVP mm. as well. Or do you think that if, you know, OKC wins the division that Jokic still could win MVP? I don't know. I think it definitely helps his case. I mean, you know, and it goes without saying, but I, I think that that would be a massive step to kind of make this race um, a lot tighter. And I just think, you know, some of it's going to be fatigue. Like, even though Jokic didn't win last, you know, year, like, it, it, people are just so used to him being at the top of the, the odds board that they kind of want to see someone new hop up in there. And I think SGA is perfect for that. I agree with you with Milwaukee and Giannis. Like, my issue is almost twofold with Giannis, like, in this market, is that the first one is that it's hard for me to imagine, you know, this season playing out and us not looking at Milwaukee and being a little bit underwhelmed, right, just because of how they are defensively and how the season has gone so far. So is he going to win in a year where the team's kind of underwhelming and they went out and got him? the high profile player, the play, you know, alongside of and Damian Lord, and you're going to, you know, vote for him over SGA. Who's pretty much carrying an entire franchise, you know, on his back. Yes. Holmgren's healthy, you know, Chet's there. They have some guys, they're a fun, exciting team, but SGA is the engine. Like he's the most valuable player. So um, I, I have a hard time with Giannis just because I, I feel like we're always going to look at the bucks. Like they underachieved this year. They might crank it up in the postseason, but during the regular season, we're always going to feel that way. Um, so, you know, that, that's why I couldn't get on board there. Brunson's interesting because, you know, Noops was just on and he talked about if there was one team to challenge Boston, it would be the Knicks. And if they do, if they're that type of team, if they're built that way throughout the entire season, um, you know, listen, you know, they're going to be, you know, you know, Brunson is going to be, you know, the catalyst there. So I, I think that we could see those odds shorten a lot as well. I agree with you. I do think if Brunson stays healthy, he's going to get some MVP votes. And certainly if they went on a winning streak like they did when they got OG Ananobi, like he could climb up that mm-hmm. that odds board. So we'll see what happens. Any love for Luca? I think it's pretty funny, Mark, how his odds were, you know, in like the plus 700 range. And then Kyrie comes back and they just automatically dip, right? And like you knew that was going to happen. Certainly having Kyrie back on the floor isn't going to help your case as MVP, but... 
I mean, any any shot at Luca, or if Kyrie is back and he's healthy, you know, you think there are better options on the board? Yeah, I think there's better options. I don't like Luca. Like, I don't like Dallas, and I, I just think that you know, it's this is. I, I don't know. I know he had the huge seventy-three point game or whatever, but like, they're, are they going to be good enough to where it really warrants him winning it this year? Like, there's so many better options, um, you know, to root for. I, I feel like in this one that that I would kind of turn my head to. Like, it, it, you would need a, a couple things to happen, right? And we never want to wish like injuries on players, but I think we would need to see some some of these players kind of fall off and get injured and kind of duck out of the race. Um, if he was to get there, but I just can't see, like, when I look at SGA, I say, okay, I can see him closing the gap, you know, with, with, with Jokic, um, you know, Kawhi, I can see him closing the gap. If the Clippers are, you know, the most dominant team in the NBA, you know, when the season, you know, unfolds, I, I, how does Luca close the gap? Like what happens? Like, what does it look like for him to close the gap? Like, uh, I think it's a lot. No, I agree. I agree. I think it's a lot, too. And again, I think with Kyrie back, it certainly doesn't help his case, right? Like, we saw mm-hmm. the stretch where Kyrie was out. Luka had, like, a 70-piece in there. He was he was looking like Luka. He was looking like an MVP candidate. But now with Kyrie back, I have no interest. I think SGA is the play. And then I kind of think a little flyer on Jalen Brunson might be worth it as well. You were talking about most improved player with Noops. You were talking about Maxi. He's the heavy favorite at minus 250. I thought he brought up a good point, though, about Kaminga. Like, to me, that would be the value bet. Kind of like Kobe White as well at plus 700. But obviously, the Warriors are a big brand name. They're going to get a lot of nationally televised games. Klay Thompson has even publicly talked about how he's taking kind of a backseat role now. Outside of Steph, like, the Warriors are just dying for help. And Kaminga has really emerged. They've won five games in a row. Um, do you think this is Maxi's award? Like, do you think it's even worth placing a bet on anybody else? Do you see some value on a guy like Kaminga? I do. I mean, I, I think Kaminga is a great option here, you know, even at 10 to 1. Because, you know, you nailed it with the big brand, right? Like, it's the Warriors. Like, they're going to be in the headlines. You know, like, the you know, Draymond is probably the MVP of the MIP market because you know he's going to bring attention to the Warriors and, and their path this year and that's going to put Kaminga in the forefront I feel like in this race like you know Kobe White yes tremendous year might be you know the most improved player but they're not going to win games like the Warriors you know what I mean so um I, I think that you know they're just such a high profile team that him inserting himself and being a big part of it and being a part of their success here down the stretch um I I think could you know, really play in the eyes of the voters. And that's going to be the issue with me of Maxi. Like, I know Buddy Held played great last night, and, you know, the Sixers, you know, beat Cleveland, and Cleveland's a tremendous team. But I don't see the consistency out of this team with Embiid to where he's going to be able to continue to kind of hold on to this lead as favorite. He could win the award, but it's just at it, it minus 230, like, I'm not going to bet Maxi at this spot. I would much rather play Kaminga 10 to 1. And, and I mean, even there's, you keep, keep your eye on it. Like, you know, you look at it like, you know, Cam Thomas, I, I understand he's down there, you know, it, on the odds board, but he was rolling for a while. Like, there's a lot of season left. You know what I mean? So, you know, maybe not fire a bet on Cam Thomas now, but continue to keep an eye on a guy who could be getting more opportunities. Uh, you know, to put up bigger stats. And, yeah, that's really what it's all about. But I think if there's one guy to target right now, I think Noobs is dead on with Kaminga at this price. 
Yeah, Cam Thomas, who you brought up, is 100 to 1. You got Jalen Williams at 80 to 1, Jalen Johnson, Scotty Barnes, 50 to 1, then Kaminga at 10 to 1, Kobe White plus 700, Shane Goon at plus 500, and then Tyrese Maxey, your favorite to win most improved player, minus 250. Three hours down, one hour still to go. The Power Hour, you better, you bet, presented by BetMGM on the way next. That'll do it for us on Stadium. But we will be on Twitch, YouTube, the Odyssey app, and plenty of more outlets for the final hour. PJ Glasser, Mark Drumheller, You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network.